Hey there, I'm Mike Carroll. This is Titanium. It's a podcast about standing out in the crowd. Growing up in Australia in the 80s as a Fijian Indian boy, self-sabotage, self-abuse, hate for the world, and now understanding I'm intersex. The show dives into my life as I made the decision to tackle the tackle box, if you will, but I'll come back to that shortly. On the 26th of October, which was International Awareness Day for Intersex, I talked about being intersex, and I know a lot of you went away and obviously researched intersex, and it was interesting to hear what some of you had to say. What we want to talk about with intersex is that there's lots of different variations that make an intersex person. We'll talk about what makes me intersex a bit later. If you've seen me recently, you'll know that, um, or you'll be able to see that um, after losing weight um, and you'd expect, you know, your overweight breasts as a male to kind of go away, but no, they're, they're very much that of a female breast, kind of halfway in between the two. There's more too, but we'll come to that shortly. The extreme case of intersex is at birth, where a young person at birth has no right or to choose being male or female. It's actually decided for them. The Intersex Justice Project is working all around the world to stop this from happening and to not have doctors decide the birth or the sex, I should say, of a child. You can find out more on all socials at Intersex Justice Project. As I said, there's lots of other variations of intersex, and I do encourage you to start the conversation about intersex because you never know. There could be somebody around you that is intersex but has never had the skills to be able to talk about it, to bring it up, to uh, and they've been left quiet, basically, and not knowing what to do. And what we want to make sure is that the least people suffer in silence and we can help as many people as possible. As we go on, I want you to think about this this question. When is love the most beautiful? Take that question as we go into this podcast. 31 years ago, I was 14 years old. I'll take you back. Close your eyes. The setting is the waiting room in Concord Hospital in Sydney with my divorced mother and father. None of us are talking. It was a hot, sultry summer's afternoon with the humidity through the roof as a warm breeze floats through the automatic doors. After waiting what seems like an eternity, my doctor, who's an apparent specialist in adolescent sexual developmental issues, was late. Specialists. They're always late, I thought. It was next. He said, drop your pants, take off your underpants and lie on the bed. I looked at mum and she asked, was this necessary? The doctor, already annoyed, replied arrogantly towards mum, which mum hates at the best of times. So it was on between the two, with dad sitting patiently on the seat, sucking his thumb as he did. The doctor gave me a thorough physical examination, which was uncomfortable to say the least. He prodded and pricked, all while not showing any respect for me and my body. That would be the beginning of my 30-year self-induced abuse. 
it was then decided that I needed to have a blood test that would determine if my testosterone levels were normal for an adolescent of my age. Now, at 14 years of age, it was the most embarrassing, but now I understand it to be a traumatic experience. A doctor who was so cruel to me and whom should not be able to work with adolescents, let alone kids. How he spoke to me and made me feel the most insignificant person on the planet. I was so anxious and nervous. I think that can be a factor, can it, in not being able to, to take blood from people? I don't know. But what I do know is that it was 38 needle pricks to get blood from me. Eventually, and to this day, I always insist on butterfly needles when uh, blood is required. Now, the test came back with no unusual counts of testosterone for an adolescent boy. And so, no more was ever spoken about it. Then, the same thing happened six weeks ago, but we'll go there a bit later. So, I was so embarrassed and had no idea of who to talk to, so, as you can imagine, I took no action. This was the early 90s, so there was no internet, no Google. You had to hope that somebody had written something about what you were interested in and that the school or public library had it so you could investigate. So basically, I learned to be busy well before it was fashionable to be busy. I decided to learn about people and what made them tick. And it wasn't as easy as you might think because, you know, I hate sport especially football and sex. So when I communicated with people, it was always on like a much deeper level, getting to know more and more about them. I learned to communicate effectively from an early age, especially with parentals, which was great for those CCC parties. I think you can work out what those letters stand for. Anyway, I learned how to give a voice to those who didn't have one. So I organised events for my friends I learned to organise events for the school. I was that guy. I was also always fat, since stealing money from mum's purse as a primary school kid, going up to the local paper shop, Joe and Josie's to be precise, and buying as many lollies as the new $1 coin would buy. Now kids, back in the day, $1 bought you 100 lollies. So, anyway, I convinced myself that no one would want to be with a fat person and I convinced myself the same by making myself only be attracted to the hottest girls at school. But see, that doesn't work. You can't make yourself be attracted to only a certain type of person unless, of course, you are attracted to them. I started self-defeating beliefs very early on. I needed a way to work with a problem. Self-defeating beliefs and self-sabotaging makes it possible. You convince yourself that no one would want to sleep with you, so every interaction is not about sex or football, so you can win. You see, you set up self-defeating beliefs that guarantee you can win, apart from the times when I did actually fall for girls, and you know when I was on air back in the day, it was different. It was like my confidence was ridiculously high and sex was okay. Until Janine. Now, she was at one stage, and I get really bizarre talking about it right now. Um, She was the love of my life, and she, back in the day, showed me how to love me 
and love me. However, it's only recently that I've understood that being in love with the idea of being in love. Yeah? I didn't know how to do that before then. Anyway, our time together, it was pretty intimate. It was awesome. And it was, we had the opportunity twice to make it work with like eight years in between. It was crazy. And uh, I refused to believe that it was over. And I can be quite convincing when I want to be. And my extremely deflated ego couldn't stand her being with somebody else. And I don't believe that she was unfaithful to me. She was the only person who understood me on that level, but that's subjective, isn't it? I'd helped her with her issues, which were quite detailed at the time, and she helped me with mine. We were perfect for each other, soulmates as you think early on in life. For the first time, I'd found someone to love and who loved me. I, we'll talk about Janine. She uh, gets herself another episode, actually. <laughs> now, porn's all, always been a big part of my life, and Probably my earliest entrepreneurial adventure. See, at the newsagents, only the magazine logo in the top uh, left-hand corner there is taken from the cover, it's cut, and that's sent away back to the distributor. But the whole magazine's there. So imagine what we did. Now, when you add porn to the mix, and it's not consensual, that's going to cause ongoing problems. So porn will get its own episode too. Now, throughout my life, trying to understand who I was and not finding the answers, that was extremely frustrating and annoying. I had to stop myself from thinking, so I used drugs to do this. Lots and lots of drugs. Pretty much everyone, apart from the IV drugs. Um, Drugs definitely does get its own episode. It probably deserves its own series. There's lots more coming up next week on In Titanium. Please share this with everyone. For more about Intersex, go to the Intersex Justice Project on all socials. I'm Mike Carroll. This has been Titanium. Thanks so much for your company.